0: This is totally going. Uh, it's all recording right now. We're not even going to do an intro to this episode. It's just going to start.
1: <laughs> okay. Well, we can
0: do that. In there's fact, gonna, I'll, le- I'll leave this. It's just going to be that dubstep music. Yeah. And then I'll, it'll I'll, just be.
1: <laughs> yeah. I'll put the dubstep in music like right now. But but people, welcome. Welcome. Welcome to another always interesting, never boring, never would you even think about shutting off an episode of Uncfuse, say, three or seven or nineteen or two
0: hundred and seventy-four minutes in. Am I right? Yeah, why why would you that, why would that thought ever cross your mind? That would be crazy. It wouldn't, it wouldn't because probably you're not listening.
1: Right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So we can really say anything here and you know if a podcast happens in a forest, does anyone not subscribe? <laughs> that wasn't funny, but then again, nothing we do is, so that shouldn't have surprised anyone. But if you haven't figured out, we're back, and I wish I could, I wish I were more clever and had a better memory. I would throw off that line from uh, Guess Who's Back, that Slim Shady bullshit. Back
0: again. Yeah,
1: that one. Punk Fuse Back. <laughs> there you go. Tell totally your friends. There you go. In fact, that's our new theme song. In fact, what we're going to do from now on is at the start of every episode, Brennan's just going to sing that. And you're going to think it's actually Marshall Mathers.
0: I think what we should probably do with these episodes is... Delete them? We re- we ne- no, not delete them. We need to take them all, just get all of them, take them off the cloud. We need to save them onto like a hundred different flash drives and just distribute the flash drives around the world. At some point, someone will find the flash drive and just go, I wonder what's on this, and then just pop it into their computer and find all these episodes of the show that this guy and his uncle did. And then they'll be like, what the fuck is this? And they'll think that there's some, maybe there's some, they're like, am I missing something? Is this a, what is this? Is there some code here? Is there, is there some kind of message? Is this from the, what's, what's, what's happening? And then they'll end up listening to it. It'll become a whole internet phenomenon. People will form Reddit subgroups about it and they'll try to discern what kind of special, they're like, is this, these are messages, is there messages in here? If we play them backwards, is there some kind of secret message? And uh, there's no trick. It's just uh, it's just good old fashioned podcasting. But that's, that's one option. Internet. That's how we become an internet sensation.
1: That's one option. We'll refer to that as option A. Option B would be those same people find those drives and listen to thirty seconds and say, "Well, I can understand why someone threw this away." <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and, and then reformat said drive and use it to download and carry porn across state lines. Porn, yeah. yeah. It That's always comes course. back to porn, doesn't it?
0: A lot of, I feel like a lot of life has, it comes back to porn today, these days. Yes, I because... I mean, there's, just, there's a lot of porn in the world. Let's begin there. Right. And there's a lot of, I mean, in the future, we're all going to be sex workers. That's going to happen.
1: Oh, don't we're get my hopes a, up.
0: Robots are going to put us all out of business, and that's it. There, I'm, gonna, I'm not... The first time I'm going to go in for a job interview and there's going to be a robot sitting there is going to be a really awkward group interview because that robot is going to do way better than me. It's going to have way more personality than me. That robot was manufactured like a week before, already has better credentials than me. Right. And, and he's, it's going to get the job. I'm going to have to... I'm seriously, this is, this is serious, I really think that the world is going to end up, uh, automation is going to get rid of all of our jobs, and you know, here's the thing, computers are getting so good that, like, I saw recently, there was a 3D, like, 3D porn, you know, like, 3D animated, like, general, like, the Pixar of porn, you know what I'm talking about? No, but I'd like to. <laughs> So go look this up there's, this, there's 3D animated porn And I saw some recently Just, you know, at an academic level Right, it was and for research
1: purposes
0: I, Well, let me tell you I researched it three or four times that night I, I but, bet you did But here's the thing There's uh, this this, this, um, this 3D generated Computer generated porn It's like the Pixar of porn and it's, uh, and it's good, it got me I was like, man, this is some hot stuff And I mean, here's the thing, that's going to put all even porn stars out of a job soon because they're going to, it's going to get so good, you're just not going to ever want to really watch the real thing. There's only going to be like two dozen porn stars and the rest are all going to be computer generated.
1: Well, all I can say is you've certainly made me feel more optimistic about the future and I can't wait for it to get here. And while you're mentioning that, uh, you, you talked about... And this, you know, I want to I want to make clear for those who haven't figured it out already, which is exactly zero people, because either you're not listening or you are listening, and you've already deduced what I'm about to say, which is we had no, absolutely no conversation before this show, and we just decided to lurch into it to see what happens, and this is what's happening. But I wanna I wanna go back to something you said a moment ago. Not that sex robots in the future doesn't fully captivate my attention, because let me assure you, it does. Uh, <laughs> uh, are you familiar with Ray Kurzweil?
0: Yeah, Ray Kurzweil, yeah.
1: Or as I call him, Kurzweil.
0: Um, I, believe, I believe it is Kurzweil, and he's, uh, he is a, a physicist, I think, and he is the author of the book uh, The Singularity is Near.
1: Yes, and that's ultimately what I was leading to, although as a sidebar, and perhaps even more interesting to some, You know he's also one of the world's. uh, uh, He he created one of the best synthesizers ever made. I did not know that. In fact, I knew him for that for many years before I knew he had anything to do with this singularity theory that I'm about to mention here in a moment. Shut up! No, in fact, if you watch, just go randomly watch like a music channel, Uh, just like Modern Day, and you'll see that people um, have you know they people who have synthesizers. Or keyboards on stage, you can always read the brand name of those things, and there's just mm-hmm. a couple of brands that are that dominate, and his is one of them
0: you'll see' it's the Cur- it's a, his brand is is it yeah is that the that's name what of it the- says
1: That's literally what it says <laughs> I'm not joking. <laughs>
0: The Kurt, that's so funny because I had no idea that was a thing, and now that you're telling me, I can, I don't even know if I really believe it completely. I'm being
1: am I'm, I'm being totally serious. I'm not kidding. I mean, there's nothing funny about what I just said. I'm just telling you that that's really yeah. the case. Anyway, back to the real point. So he uh, nothing
0: he, makes you smile like a Kurzweil.
1: There you go. So he wrote this uh, book called The Singularity Is Near, as Brennan just mentioned, and the. Really short version of what his theory is, and you'll correct me if I'm mistaken, because I've not read the book, but I've read a whole lot about the book, is that ultimately um, uh, computers will become so intelligent that they basically do take over. Isn't that it in a nutshell?
0: Yeah, it's um, it's actually even more, uh, it's more complicated, it's only slightly more complicated than that, which is Not only that computers are going to become so intelligent they're going to take over, but the the computer's ability to to handle tasks is going to become so um, sort of so it's going to become so adept so quickly that it will the artificial intelligence will basically take off and then be able to handle any single thing we could point it at or it decides it wants to point itself at and handle it faster than we even have the ability to be able to keep up with it. So it's 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 more like it's not like the computers are going to get so good they're going to replace us. It's that w- from f- from one moment to the next the computer artificial intelligence will become so powerful that we won't even be able to keep up with it anymore to have an understanding of it being uh, taking things over from us. Does that make sense? So it's like yeah it's just it'll just happen bewilderingly fast and uh it's uh, you know it's very interesting and it's totally terrifying it's completely you know keep me up at night thinking about it terrifying
1: well there are there are a whole lot of reasons why I'm glad that I'm older today than as opposed to being younger today um, of course there are many reasons that's not true um, but the the main reason uh it's true is because of current politics, which we're probably going to get into in this podcast at some point. But this this um, uh, the singularity theory, honestly, it does scare me a little bit, too, because I could see, you said something a moment ago, um, and I didn't hear it clearly because I was looking at porn, but um, <laughs> but I think you said it: the pace at which technology learns or can do will jump ahead of us. I think you said something like that. And yeah, basically. That, that is scary because what I could see is we could go we could go from everything feels totally normal and you know, technology just is just keeping better and better and you know the iPhone twelve is amazing and all that. And then maybe the next day the whole world changes somehow in terms of systems being overridden or decisions being overridden or I I don't know. I mean I'm not I'm not much of a science fiction uh, theorist. My imagination is good, but not in that way. So
0: Yeah, I mean, that's pretty accurate. Um, and that would be I terrifying. Mean,
1: that that could, could be very terrifying because if it gets to the point, which I think is implicit in all of this, where it's no longer a person who is leveraging technology to do stuff, it's the technology doing stuff on its own.
0: Yeah, that's basically the fear. Sam Harris talks about this a lot, and he has a lot of conversations with Ray Kurzweil about it, exactly. And that's basically, like, kind of the idea. I've, I've been trying to write a stand-up comedy bit that includes many different ways the world could possibly end, and that this is one of them. Um,
1: because nothing that, makes a crowd laugh like that thought.
0: <laughs> then, then apocalypse. <laughs> my, my goal is to, to go from apocalypse now to apocalypse wow that's basically the the, the the thrust of the concept.
1: Yeah, and I think you might when I move on to Plan D, E, or F personally, but that's just me. Uh, but anyway, have you? Well, go- thanks for
0: the vote of confidence. Well, buddy. I'm just
1: hey, dude, I'm always looking out for you. I'm just trying to save you some for, <laughs> from some heartbreak and and psoriasis. But did, have you googled Kurzweil yet to see that I wasn't co- I wasn't kidding? There's if you I googled them, and literally the second thing that appears is a Kurzweil home. Which is Kurzweil.com. Kurzweil Music Systems is a company that produces electronic musical instruments for professionals and home users.
0: Man, well, I haven't Googled him because this podcast, this has my full attention, man. Well, that's where, where we differ. Attention. That's
1: where we differ. So
0: I'm uh, not, am not, I'm not. You know, I'm not on Reddit looking at like r slash busty petite or something like that.
1: Yeah, and see, I don't get Reddit, so that's lost on me. Okay, why don't you explain to me? And maybe there's somebody out there. Who doesn't fully grasp Reddit? What is Reddit? Where do
0: you, wait, hold on. Here's the real question. Where is your, you, 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 where do you go when you go online? Um, where do I go? Yeah, where, where are the places you go? Um, you, go to, you go to Facebook because you're there harassing people. Yeah. I see that. Right. You go to, you go to Twitter because you're there. No, actually, people. I don't go
1: to Twitter. I don't go to Twitter. <laughs> I, don't, I, I spend no time on Twitter anymore. Yeah, I really don't.
0: No, but I mean you go to you go to Facebook, but what other places do you go to?
1: Um whatever I have a specific need to go to on that day. I go to either um my newly launched company that is racking up sales. In fact, I've had two since I've been sitting here. High five. Shut
0: up. How many sales my my ball bands is doing pretty pretty well.
1: It's not it's not it's not my ball bands, it's your ball bands. Yes, it's doing well. Pardon me, your ball <laughs> bands. I've made two trips to the post office already today, d- dropping off shipments. Yeah, it's going well. In fact, it's it started off slowly and and it's just, uh, it's picking up momentum now that I came out with, I'm I'm doing a better job of segmenting my Facebook advertising so that before I was just targeting the primary audience. Now I'm now I'm getting more specific and targeting women looking for a spicy Valentine's Day gift for their man.
0: Oh, oh my God, that's so good! And then
1: also, <laughs> as you, as you, so sagely recommended, I've, I'm targeting um, another specific demo- gay male dancers. No, yeah. I'm targeting another demographic that's into ball play. <laughs> uh, but I'll leave it at that. But, yeah, it's, oh, it's working, dude. It's working, dude. And it's, it's just funny to sit back and think about, you know, uh, my first sale was made to somebody in New York, New York. My second sale was made to somebody in Texas. Uh, next sale was made to somebody in, wait for it, Nebraska.
0: Oh, wow. Yeah,
1: so uh, interesting. we're going to have a whole show could, about I this. Mean,
0: I mean, you could use, you need a ball band if you're out, you know, walking around on the farm. You got to keep keep. You got to make sure that you're secure. That you got. It's cold out there. You know. Well, it depends upon the season, but
1: it's not meant to be a you know a jizz warmer. Although that is a hip term, I can't deny it. And <laughs> let's let's stop this. Uh, let's stop this because we're teasing the audience with this, and it's not fair. But we will have a show about this new. Uh, this new company that I've launched. In fact, Brendan is a spokesperson for it. He appears on the homepage of I, the site.
0: I'm the both the official and uh, and uh, completely unconsented spokesperson for right our, uh, for right. Your ball bands. Well, I've learned I've
1: learned or, over or your ball band right. I've learned over time that the easiest way to get someone's permission is to not ask for it. <laughs> it really it it just gets you from A to Z a whole lot faster and and more efficiently. Try it, you'll see. <laughs> anyway, we're way off course, even though we don't have one. Uh, but I do want to talk about something serious today. And in fact, in fact, let's do this. Here's, we, are, we are now figuring out what this show is about since we didn't bother oh, to boy. do
0: it. Oh, we, uh, we're about to derail this whole show.
1: Yep. Well, we had one of these shows before, and so we're actually in keeping with
0: a theme that is previously established. Uh, actually, my favorite sh- episodes are the ones where we just freewheel it. Right. I think it's AKA a good time. All of them.
1: But today, I want to do something we have done before, which is called blindside. And so basically, now, unfortunately, I really blindsided you by telling you we were, by not telling you that we were doing blindside. But hey, Brendan, we're doing blindside. And I'll start, and that'll give you, while you listen to me, you know, blindside you with something, you can be listening to me with one ear uh, or both ears and thinking about what you're going to blindside me with as you listen to me, okay?
0: Oh, man. okay.
1: And in fact, I did tip you off because i just I just tagged you on Facebook with basically this exact thing. So, uh, of course, if you're paying any attention to the media or social media, and I'm actually trying to avoid both, and I'm being very serious because the fever pitch has reached such a deafening level that it's hard to comprehend. And in fact, I just came back from lunch with a client. It was an older gentleman. He's seventy-five, but very young for his age. And we were just entire conversation was about this. But yeah.
0: um, he's a young seventy-five.
1: He he actually is. He's a very young. He's a really cool dude. Really really cool dude. Um, and in fact, he's spending his time right now traveling almost semi-randomly around the country because he's independently wealthy. Uh, he retired uh, a, a while ago. I sold his condo. He lives near. He lived near me. I sold his condo. And I I asked him, well, where are you moving? Because, you know, typically somebody, when people sell real estate, they're going to buy something else. So that's a question that always comes up. And he said, quote, I don't know. And so I'm like, what? And then he proceeded to tell me, uh, and I had already suspected this. He's one of these guys that lives radically below his means. Like if you just saw him on the street, he's driving kind of a beat up pickup truck. And he dresses very casually but he's a man after my own heart exactly he's kind of an older version of you um but with many many millions of dollars in the bank so what he's doing now is he literally almost just on a whim he just sort of goes somewhere and uh tomorrow morning he gets in his truck and drives down to um clearwater florida where he's rented a condo from a friend for three months and before that he was in oregon and before that he was in california before that he was in nevada And and he basically, he's just traveling around experiencing America all over again. Um, And it's just a cool story. Like, I mean, wouldn't that be a cool thing to do? And sometimes he takes a train. Sometimes he takes a plane. Tomorrow he takes his car. And
0: oh yeah, I, w- I wish I could do something like yeah. that I mean, that's kind of the, partially the plan with all the comedy Is basically to get to a point where I can travel around and do shows in different places Just to kind of hang out and meet people and, and go around, you know I'm sure your employer is loving that, hearing that sentence but... Well, the great thing about it is you can work remotely I have a friend who's doing this right now He uh, do, does something similar to what I do for work And he's traveling around the country doing comedy and working remotely and basically, as long as he kind of just gets his work done during the day, they don't really care what he does. And
1: and you're right. You're right. I'm sorry. That
0: wasn't I wasn't thinking that all the way through.
1: Uh, but and that would be very cool. And in fact, if you remember, the piece of advice I once gave you, which I still consider to be the best advice I gave you ever, was uh, about, hey, before you get locked down in a career where you you know, your hands get tied a little bit or maybe you get married and, you know, you're. Your ability to do things gets, uh, you know, willfully uh, impaired on some level. Go get yourself a a minivan or something and just drive randomly around America and just get part-time jobs where you can make enough money to hang out for a while and then go to some other town and do it all over again. Like that's still my dream. I would still, actually that was, I discussed that with this client today as well, obviously because he's doing it, but. Uh, interestingly, the last time I saw your parents, I think it was the last time we were having dinner at, at my parents' house, your grandparents, and there was another couple there who were clients of mine Mm. and they are currently traveling America in a, like a large, very expensive RV. And I'm not really, I've never thought of myself as an RV person. I know, you know, some people, the Nelsons. Yeah, um, they do that all the time. Who have a very large and, I, I assume, very expensive. I think I've seen it, and it's huge. Um, yeah. You know, there's different classes of RV. But anyway, I mentioned this only because we're sitting there having dinner, and I didn't know these people were doing this, and it came up in conversation. And so that became the topic of conversation, and your parents, I didn't know this, they told me that was their dream to to <laughs> drive around uh, America, and just see stuff and stay in places you know for for some period of time, and so we we all had that same interest, and it was just interesting because I don't know, I bring this topic up a lot now for no good reason because i I guess I'm just curious what other people think about this, and it seems like lots of people have this dream
0: yeah, I mean i they um they've mentioned it before they want to just kind of drive around the country and see stuff uh which I mean, it makes sense. it's like there's a lot out there, and I think probably especially as you i mean like I, I I think I kind of have that as well in in a less sort of way like i don't I don't want to get an r v necessarily and drive around, but the idea of just kind of go, going from place to place and seeing cool things and meeting interesting people i mean just sounds exciting
1: well, plus, it actually is in keeping with your um <clears throat> somewhat nomadic nature, and maybe that's changed now but I, you are the most nomadic young person I've ever known personally with your travels to Paris and, and then back to Paris and Colorado and
0: Chicago
1: yeah. and Michigan and all the other places I probably didn't mention. Um, but anyway, I just think it's kind of an yeah. interesting thought. But I'm, I've taken – I'm sorry. I've, I've taken this way away from the direction. Yeah, we're of,
0: away from yeah. the blind side here. Yeah.
1: So the blind side is – and this is what I just uh, you know, tagged you on Facebook – is there is just this incredible uproar happening right now with regard to immigration and more specifically Donald Trump's um, executive orders, plural, regarding immigration and uh, attempts to limit the possibility of terrorism in America. And I have read a lot of stuff. I've avoided a lot, actually, but I, I still couldn't help it. I've read a bunch. I've read a lot of posts by people who are enraged by what's happening. I've read some posts by people who um, feel these things are perfectly reasonable. And in fact, really what prompted the, me to want to bring this up is I wrote a post this morning on Facebook that's gotten a lot of a, of reaction. And I was motivated by that post by a post um, I was motivated to write that post by a post I wrote la- I read last night by mm-hmm. a, a woman I know named Krista Kalk, C-A-U-L-K. She's a, a person I know here locally. She lives in Ann Arbor. Yep. And uh, she wrote this post, and basically she went, she, you know, she went, she researched, uh, really it's one executive order in particular, but people keep referring to it as immigration. But the title of it actually doesn't even mention immigration. In fact, I'm holding it in my hand right now and I'm reading just the title, and it says, Executive Order Protecting the Nation from Foreign Terrorist Entry into the United States. So she read that executive order several times, and then she basically wrote her analysis of it. And I don't want to go into all the nuance of it, but basically, as you can imagine, that conversation quickly broke down with people attacking her and um, saying the things that are often said in in these circumstances. But that Compelled me to one, write the post that I wrote this morning, which the one that's you know gotten a lot of reaction. And secondly, and more importantly, and really to the point, is I then took the time to read the executive orders plural, but really just focusing on the one I just mentioned, the one about terrorism. So mm-hmm. all of that is to get to this. My blind side to you, Brendan, is one, what issues do you have with the executive order on terrorism. I'll and I'll stop and allow you to react to that.
0: Well, um, let me answer that, but I would like to hear. I didn't read your Facebook uh, post from this morning, so I don't know what what you said in it. Um, well, it. So I'd be interested to hear about that. But before we even get into that, I can respond, and I think say maybe three points. Okay. Um, the first of which is if. the the order is attempting to uh, which sounds like it's purported to do and I haven't read it and and aside from trying to make jokes about it on Facebook uh, I haven't really I've tried to stay out of the argument Um, but if if the purported purpose is to prevent people who could be terrorists from entering the United States I find it a little weird that Saudi Arabia is not on the list of nations that, uh, that are being banned or prevented or going through another extreme process of vetting uh, before someone enters the United States. I think that's kind of weird, being that the source of the 9-11 hijackers were all essentially Saudi Arabia. Um, so I feel like that's sort of the first thing. Um, the second thing that I find... Uh, alarming about it is that it applies to people who have U.S. citizenship. They could be dual citizens, um, but they are U.S. citizens, and they have all of the, the rights of U.S. citizens. And then green card holders, some of whom have been in the country for a very long time um, and who are subject to um, this sort of sudden change. And then the third point, I think, is the the suddenness of that change, which is um, I actually agree with the logic of the federal court judge who um, put a halt on the ban, um, at least temporarily, um, I think on Sunday. And the reason the the federal judge did that wasn't necessarily due to some kind of, um, I think, ideological difference uh, with the Trump administration, particularly, even though I will admit that a lot of people celebrated it like that was why she did it. More so, she was saying that of the people who were essentially banned from entering the United States due to the executive order, um, they, some of them were banned from entering because they had the misfortune of simply being outside of the United States when the ban occurred. They, they didn't know. They had booked travel, some of whom for business, um, while they were overseas, um, being, having lived in and been employed by United States companies for s- sometimes more than a decade, and happened to just be outside of the United States when Donald Trump signed it into law, and, or pardon me, it did, technically didn't sign it into law, but signed it into, uh, as an order um, of executive enforcement, and then couldn't re-enter. And that... That feels like a real, I mean, just the, the lack of organization around what could essentially be life-changing for many of the people involved seems like a real miss um, for, I mean, a, I mean, and that's putting it lightly. So those, I think, are my three points.
1: Well, and you, in, in answering my, my question, you also answered my second question, which is, have you read it? Because I've now read it, and I was just now reading it again. I I did listen to what you said, but I was also reading as I was listening because I wanted to make sure I didn't miss something. But rather than this degenerate into a bare-knuckle brawl, which which it has the potential to, I will ask you, because obviously you can't do it right now as we're doing a podcast— I would ask you to read this thing, and you tell me where everything you just said appears within this. Because, and I want to be clear here, because there, is, there are references that are made to, as an example, I'm just reading randomly a provision, uh, pursuant to section 212F of the INA, 8USC.1182F, so I don't know what's in 212F of the INA 8 U.S.C. 1182F. So I'm being careful so as not to overstate or misstate anything because maybe there's something in this executive order that, you know, that, that is, in, in, pardon me, maybe there's something in one of these provisions that is cited within the executive order that includes some language that might support something you just said. Okay. But that said, I don't know that anything you said can be justified or supported by what's actually in the executive order. And here, one point I can make, I think, with a a certain level of confidence, you said you found it interesting that Saudi Arabia didn't appear on the list? Yep. Okay. Well, in the entirety of the executive order, there is one country mentioned by name, one and only one, and it is Syria. No other countries are named. So unless, again, and, I, and, I, and I'm, I think I'm being very fair in how I'm saying this, unless there is some, you know, referenced document that includes some list of countries and I'm just not, you know, haven't, I didn't spend enough time to To look track down every one of these references to see exactly what they're referring to, but um, there is only one country mentioned in here. And I'm going to read you. It's it's short. I just want to read you, and, and I know it's totally out of context, but it's within. It's within a section. Actually, it might not even be matter um, because I think it might actually the con- maybe the context isn't needed. I'll just read it. Um. And it starts off, in fact, that was the one I was just starting to read. So pursuant to Section 212F of the INA 8 U.S.C. 1182F, I hereby proclaim that the entry of nationals of Syria as refugees is detrimental to the interest of the United States and thus suspend any such entry until such time as I have determined that sufficient changes have been made to the USRAP, whatever that is, to ensure that admission of Syrian refugees is consistent with the national interest. So, again, allow me to repeat, I'm sorry, I know you heard me, and I know I'm being very redundant, but I'm really being redundant on purpose, is Mm -hmm. this is the only freaking country mentioned in this whole damn thing, and unless there's some list that appears, you know, as a reference, um, it's the only one mentioned. And my real point here is not to get into the minutia of that with you so much as it is to make the point and i think i have made the point even if i'm not entirely right um on saying that everything you said is incorrect because i don't have the you know i don't have the confidence to say that but what i have the confidence to say is i think there's a fuck ton of misinformation out there surrounding this and the number of people who Don't really know what it says, but are just going off of what the media is telling them to think is crazy. And I know this is that's an old topic. And you and I have covered that one, you know, in detail. And I'll it's a perfect opportunity for me to say once again, thank you to the nearly half million people that have been exposed to our podcast. We did called R.I.P. Journalism in which
0: R.I.P. Journalism.
1: we, We covered this before the amount of misreporting the amount of willful misreporting that's gone on and i still am amazed at the number of people i see out there who who just seemingly missed that news flash that lots of media is uh bought and paid for or or maybe it's not bought and paid for but it certainly isn't unbiased it's certainly not objective i mean you must agree, i think you'd agree with me that there's still people out there who act like that never happened and that everything that comes forth, and I'm just picking CNN because I think it's the worst, you know, lots that comes out of CNN's mouth is still just not true.
0: Well, I don't know about lots is not true, but here's the problem that I have, is that it's, 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 it's clear that in the past uh, the, it, things have been directly misreported or have been misreported such that, uh, the content of the news article has has changed Or like the thrust of the message from the news article has um, has, has been changed um, And specifically I'm thinking about the Milwaukee riots stuff That um, I think was really important to me at least in terms of being eye-opening I really trust Tim Poole, I think Tim Poole is a great journalist and Tim Poole coming on Dave Rubin's show to go, yeah, it's, I'm telling you directly that what you're reading in the media is not really what's occurring in Milwaukee, I think, was a big eye-opening thing for me. So the problem that I have is that, that all it really takes is, is, is sort of one of those. Uh, and you have a, an example like that. From CNN, you have an example like that from, uh, although it's not really the same ilk, but you have an example of that from Rolling Stone with the the article they did sort of last year about the... uh, Rape? Yeah, about the rape on um, whatever, I forget, Virginia, I think University of Virginia.
1: Yeah, we did an entire podcast on that, on that reporting that turned out to later not even be true.
0: So here's the problem that I have, is that there's obviously there's some of this that it feels that feels accurate and you can get it from news outlets like the independent you can get it from news outlets like the telegraph the globe and mail the the new york times the uh the guardian like i mean a lot of different news outlets that have that are if they're biased a confluence of them feels like it's it can't all be misreported. Do you understand what I'm saying? It's like the the, the there's got to be something in there that they're not making up out of thin air. So the the what what I'm kind of stuck in is this weird position of feeling like I I think and and again the you know the part of my messages you did not respond to is the one that has to do with the um the the uh, court order from the federal um judge. Well, I
1: didn't respond to it. I didn't respond to it because I couldn't find the language in the executive order that you were referencing. So what's so sort of like my view is, uh, to in my opinion, the whole foundation of your point is still in question. If the executive order doesn't say something that you're implying or stating that it does...
0: Well, look, I'm not saying the executive order is saying anything. What I'm saying is that a federal judge says that the executive order says this thing, and the federal judge is responding to... The, I, understand. Uh, the, I understand the illegality or potential illegality of that uh, order. So, the the point that I was making more so was that the, the the federal judge put a a halt on the enforcement of the executive order because of the fact that it's it was it it was arbitrary and uh, and impacted people who happened to be traveling and weren't aware of the fact that this was going to happen, Um, who, many of whom, and some of whom, are not only legal green card holders, uh, but are dual citizens, potentially. So you have people who, you know... Right, but again,
1: I'll repeat, I can't find in here where it says those specific things, and I'll add to that...
0: Well, I, um, I think – let me back up, though. That's that's meaningless in the sense that those that's what's happening in the world, meaning Trump has signed an executive order, and regardless of what it says, there are people being detained at the signing of it or because of the signing right. of it.
1: I get that. I get that. But if you go back to the foundation of the whole thing in the first place, which unfortunately I don't have here in front of me, but basically – The president is empowered with being able to make a decision, which is effectively what this executive order is, and it doesn't matter if it inconveniences people or not. It doesn't matter, it doesn't have to be fair. I mean, this all goes back to, well, gee, that isn't nice and it's really unfair to people. Well, it may be, I'm not disputing that, but that is not in and of itself a basis for overturning something. There's plenty of injustice in the world, and this just might happen to be some of it. And I'm not saying that I disagree with the point. I'm not saying that I that I disagree with your logic or with even the judge's logic as you're describing it. As, well, gee, this sucks for those people. They what, didn't know. What it, I so, agree. what it
0: sounds like you're saying is that there's a lot of things that are being said about it that actually have nothing to do with it directly, meaning that they're, right. they're not they're, exactly. none, none of it is referencing or studying the the actual wording of the of the document exactly. in, right. in question,
1: right? And the legality thereof. And I think in the end, what's going to happen is all of these, uh, all of these, uh, I don't know, I, I don't know how to articulate it. these things. These roadblocks that are being erected are going to be ultimately knocked down, and it'll stand simply because it's legal and because it's within the right of the president to do that. And and I guess the real point I'm making, irrespective of that even, is just that um, the American people still fall prey to false reporting and politically motivated false reporting. And this isn't news, and it's not even news for this podcast, because we've, again, I, I, we've covered this multiple times. But I guess I still continue to be disappointed by it, and um, and I can't help but talk about it because as one who really cares about this country, cares about the future of this country, cares about the people in this country, cares about the fact that we can't seem to get along. And when I see it as being, as I see the, 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 the divide between many of us as being illegitimate and non-organic. If somebody hates me for real reasons, I can live with that. If somebody hates me because of misperception that's been caused intentionally by somebody else, I have a real problem with that. And I think we have so much of that in this country right now. And again, I blame the prior administration largely for this divisiveness, um, which is a topic for not a future day, but for a past day. We've already covered that. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. You know, it just it just bothers me. And Obama's still, you know, he's still speaking. I mean, there's 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 a precedent that's been as established. As soon as I through. read,
0: as soon as I read uh, Obama mention anything about this Trump thing, I was like, oh, this is gonna totally piss my uncle off.
1: <laughs> well, only because only because, <laughs> like with everything else, Obama's done, or or a lot of the things he's done, he just he's just doing his own thing, and he's he's just not a classy guy, and and he's a he's a guy who clearly is motivated by a very specific agenda. You and I have discussed this many times before. You choose to believe that it's not not sinister. I choose to believe that it absolutely is. And I think, ultimately, one of us will be proven right. I'm not saying it's going to be me, but I think that, in time, We'll figure it out. I so, mean,
0: anyway, yeah, that's a whole other discussion. But I want to address something you mentioned earlier, which is that you said that this is the American population maybe being being motivated by f- by fake news or, or fake news reporting or mis- misreported news. I mean, th- th- it's not like that. It's not like Trump didn't sign this, and it's not like people didn't get detained. I mean, those those things are true. Oh yeah, and you can, I, uh, yeah. I can, I could put. I could potentially agree. Totally agree. As a, as I yeah, so as I thought about this, I could potentially agree that there's, you know, there's a lot of people who all of these airport protests that went on, that uh, w- there are people who showed up to these things that could be motivated by essentially an ideological response, meaning that they're not actually they're not actually showing up and having s- sort of salient arguments that have. Have to do with anything in particular? They're just oh fuck Trump, fucking bullshit, and then they show up because this is an outlet for that for that anger is going to uh you know one of these going to an airport or something like that. I'm not saying that that's the only case, but I'm saying that there's a there's a, there's a I can grant you that that a lot of that is potentially the case, and I can also grant you that a lot of this especially um, tribalism that takes place. Online about this stuff is is that kind of motivation, which is this in group out group. There's people who like Trump, and they're the out group, and we're the in group because we, we're for diversity and for or whatever. You know what I mean. The response happens to be, but so that that all being said, and I I just want to get that out of the way to ground clear for the fact that it's not like there wasn't an upset, meaning that there wasn't a lot of confusion and there wasn't a lot of, and this didn't sort of come out of out of left field to to uh to homeland security well that's
1: what it right right but that's that's that that leads to another topic i wanted to bring up but i don't want to dominate this and just have me blindside you with thing after thing because i want to give you an opportunity if you have something you want to bring up, but I mean, I, other thing I, you, you're leading me directly to another thing I was going to mention. No, I'd
0: rather, let's just, I, just, let's jump into it. Cause we're on it. I mean, this is, okay. is relevant. I also don't really have a yeah. topic to throw back at you.
1: <laughs> okay. All right. Well, that's cool. Let's just keep, let's just keep riding this and see where it takes us. And I, I'll respond first to what you just said about people showing up, you know, with, with, uh, you know, without a real specific, uh, ability to articulate, like, what's your issue with, this immigration plan for example uh i think you know obviously that's the case there are plenty of people who are just angry at a whole slew of things and um you know that that leads us to the the women's march that was something that we were going to actually do a podcast about a week ago and uh brennan unfortunately got sick and we still haven't talked about that and right now that feels like stale news yeah, is that kinda.
0: weird that's how fast this news cycle has like yep. been moving
1: Yep, but I do. But I do want to mention only because of what you just said, which is, what was the purpose of that? And I ask that not sarcastically, but sincerely, because I I was involved in a whole bunch of you know different conversations on Facebook about this, and I saw people answering that question in so many different ways, and I saw people answering that question with conviction in several ways. One answer I saw was. Well, obviously, it's about women's rights, dumbass. And then I had another person say, "Uh, this is just about people's general dissatisfaction with Donald Trump, dumbass. And so it's like, you know, you couldn't even get people who were involved in this thing to agree what it was about, really. And so um, I just thought that was really interesting. That... Yeah. Because... Uh, because I saw a lot of people say, another thing I saw, probably, I, this is the thing I heard the sure. most. Ask a hundred different people who were there, and you'll probably get a hundred different answers. That was actually something I saw over and over. Yep. Not saying that that's correct, I'm just saying that's what they said. So, I don't know, I just found that that whole thing to be such a freak show and, uh, and just the, 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 vitriol and venom that, you know, you saw like Madonna express, for example, I mean, I thought that was just crazy Well, and I actually like Madonna. I really like her and I like her music, sure. which is irrelevant to this conversation, <laughs> but I mean, I didn't come, I didn't come into this conversation with this bias against Madonna. In fact, it was just the opposite. In fact, I wrote a blog post about Madonna a few years ago in which I i was in, it was all positive, and I was basically saying she is an example of the American dream and what a person who wants to work hard and bust their ass a person with arguably kind of marginal talent she's not a great singer, but yet she's had an amazing mm-hmm. career, so I respect her as a as a as a person who has accomplished an incredible amount in life, so i didn't come into this with some you know, axe to grind against Madonna, but the shit I saw her, you know, the, the shit that she said, I thought it was crazy. Well, so
0: what's your, so is your, is the next point that you're, we're kind of coming to, is it like, is, the, are you asking the question, what, what was the point of the women's march or what, what was the yes, point of I'm the. Yes, I'm sorry, uh, if I didn't, of the, yeah, if
1: I didn't make it clear, yeah,
0: what was the well, point? Well, I think that there's a lot of, so my girlfriend asked me this because Gloria didn't go down to the women's march in Chicago, um, and,
1: did you break up with her because of uh, that?
0: No, didn't break up with her, and uh, I mean she can do what she wants. Um, if she uh, and I didn't, I, mean, I didn't go down to it either. I was here's what I think is I think that there's there's a lot of reasons for a lot of a lot of this stuff, but I think that if you were to um, if you were to ask, and in fact there's a lot of clips from MSNBC, um, who's probably a source that you hate, but there's a lot of clips from MSNBC asking various Tea Party. Uh, conservatives at different Tea Party rallies sort of what exactly they're protesting as well. And a lot of them are saying things that are totally, they seem completely ridiculous. That you ask eight Tea Party members what they're protesting, you get eight different answers in a similar kind of way. And I'm not saying that, oh, fuck them, they're stupid, they don't have a point, um, which is, I think, what the underlying um, sentiment seems to be from a lot of conservatives that I read online as they're talking about the... Uh, The women's uh, march, particularly, but it's more so that look. I mean, it doesn't. The point of this doesn't have to be extremely well articulated. And the idea that there's a here's exactly what we're going for, and here's exactly what we want to get, and here's exactly how we're going to get it. Um, these things are—they come together for lots of different reasons, but a lot of them have to do with simply a public recognition of our general distaste for something or a general desire for something. And what that is, maybe we don't even exactly know, but we're kind of all getting together about it because it's showing us that we're serious, it's showing the world that we're serious, and it's showing... Ourselves uh, that we're willing to have some sort of political will to do something about it, and that signals something to to politicians, uh, to people who are in different different sort of positions to 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 either take it and, and and run with it, and you know who are who could be a politician to run under the platform that yeah, women whatever they hear some message at the rally that women are unhappy with X, and then their next political platform is we're running under X. So, I mean, the point of me saying that is that i don 't judge this stuff in the same way that I think someone does where they 're looking for a really solid agenda. Um, what I more so look for when I see this stuff is that people are uh, are putting forth energy that has to do with with something. I think the more well articulated in particular the points are, I think the better obviously it is and I think that when that stuff happens, amendments get passed and um, and, and real political change happens but it doesn't all have to be that way, and that stuff doesn't all come together exactly w- when it does uh, right away, if that makes any sense. So, so that's a very long-winded answer, but the the idea is that there's a lot of really there's a lot of people who are who feel genuinely, con- I think, afraid, and I think that and concerned, and they're channeling that the energy that fear brings about in them. Into getting into the streets And marching and carrying a sign that says Donald Trump's, you know, grab Donald Trump By the pussy or something like that So that might seem To, to one person to be completely Um Unproductive but I think that There, there, are, pro, there are Productive outcomes to that Kind of thing that, that Don't automatically appear When it happens
1: Um on one hand, I think that was really well-articulated.
0: And on the other hand, you're a fucking idiot, Brendan.
1: <laughs> no, but there was one thing you said that that really, I think, undercut what was otherwise a really well-articulated point, as I just said. And I, and I wrote it down, and I, I apologize if I didn't write it down verbatim, because the porn I'm looking at right now is really amazing. Um, but it was something like, what it is, we're not even exactly sure we can articulate it. Yeah. You said something like that, didn't you? Well,
0: I think what I was going to say is that I think that there, there is a, it, there are people who are involved in it that aren't sure that they can articulate it, or I'm not sure that they could articulate it, but it doesn't mean that it's not something that's, that could become politically relevant. Or or couldn't become a good articulation of the feelings that they have while they're at the protest that they couldn't articulate the day of, if that makes sense.
1: No, it really doesn't make sense. I mean, do, do the words you used make sense? Did I understand them?
0: Let me let, let, let me let me let me let me let me put it this way: if you were to if you were to to ask one of the people who was a son of liberty, okay, who was throwing the tea in the um in Boston Harbor exactly hey exactly what about this about the tea about this tea in particular which is not owned by the British government which is privately owned tea which is in a privately owned boat in the harbor of Boston that is paid for by a merchant who is probably an American colonist and and not a, a an Englishman necessarily what is it about this tea in particular that is bothering you and why are you guys dressed up Like Indians that doesn't make any sense Why are you dressed up like Indians throwing this Shit in the, uh, in the Boston Harbor And they would go you know we're just really unhappy You know uh, it's it, You don't the, the answer from the Son of Liberty might Not have had the articulations That it later took on with Taxation without representation And um, you know the, the grievances and the declaration Of independence that uh, Jefferson wrote about the king. I mean, like, those things came later, if that makes sense. You know, if you were to ask the people on the street uh, it, during the Boston Massacre, why are you angry at these redcoats, their answer might just be they're here or something like that. Like, the point I'm trying to make is that, and I'm not, I'm not saying that the, 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 the level of... Um, I'm not saying that the women's march is as grand as the American Revolution. What I am saying is that there are people who are involved in both at the moments of inception or at, at the moments in which the, the action is taking place who's, who's are, who can't p- potentially, who cannot articulate exactly what their feelings mean. But it doesn't mean their feelings don't take on some kind of political relevance later. Does that make sense? Have you ever seen um, an octopus in the wild? And have you... I mean, I've never seen one in real life in the wild. No, I
1: mean, I mean on TV. <laughs> Have you ever seen of like a video of an octopus emitting yeah. emitting ink?
0: Uh, yes. Okay,
1: that's what you just did
0: for the last three minutes. <laughs> no, it's not what I just did. <laughs> I had a good. I, I want you to go back and listen to this because what I just did was I no I didn't and I wouldn't and I and I would grant it to you if I did but I didn't. What I just made was a still very doing relevant it. political point. You're still doing no, it. No, I'm not still doing You're still it. I'm doing it. it accurately. You're still doing it. I'm not. Look, man, uh, you go back and listen to this episode because I'm, I'm, I made a very good point here. And it's that people who are in the midst of political uh, You just repeated uh, yourself, dude. Uh, uh,
1: you're, you're repeating the same thing you made in the original point. So
0: Because it's, no. I, when I said, I said it, it was way, really well
1: articulated, you're yeah, just giving me different what, flavors so, of the same ice cream.
0: Well, so what it sounded to me like you asked or what you said was uh, there are people who can't articulate it. And that's a bad point. That undercuts what you were saying. That's not undercutting what I'm saying.
1: Well, I, I think I'll be the judge as to whether it does or does not. I mean, it's a matter of opinion. I'm not saying this is a fact that it undercuts it. it, it it's just my opinion, obviously. But we're, we're way off. I mean, we're not way off point, but we've beaten the point to death. And so on one hand, allow me to go back and repeat what I started with. On one sure. hand, on one hand, I com- it was beautifully articulated. And I mean that sincerely. It really was. I enjoyed listening to the way you said what you said. You you are a very articulate person, and you often have ways of expressing things that that I find fascinating and interesting. And I mean that sincerely. Um, but but I'll but I'll repeat what I said in the first place, which is, I just think that you can't expect people to take you too seriously if you you can't you yourself can't articulate. I'm not saying with. Complete precision, but I would think that at least we could not we, they could agree as to whether we're here in the name of women's rights that we perceive are somehow threatened, or are we here because we just fucking hate Donald Trump? I would think they could agree on that.
0: And so well, I think I think what's more relevant to them being recognized uh, and taken seriously is less so the exact and inconsistent articulation of their grievances and more so the fact that 2.5 million of them came out to air some version of those grievances. Right. I mean, I, but again, I think, I think that that that's relevant.
1: But picture yourself as actually Donald Trump. And so you're observing these things and you're seeing the the wild and wide and insane array of signage that just the you know the the probably the 1% of 1% of 1% of which I saw on Facebook and probably you as well. And you see these signs and you know many of them are clearly directed at Trump, many of them aren't. And I don't know, I don't know what I just don't know what you take away from it and I think that's ultimately the point is that the po- the point of protest in my opinion is to to address a specific grievance, as you just alluded, or at least a general agree- grievance, I thought the example you gave a moment ago about you know not being able to describe the type of tea and the tea part that was a ridiculous example. That was so. No, over, it's, I, that was I, I so. I think, over, it's,
0: I think it's. I think it's. relevant.
1: It was beyond the pale. It was. It was. It was. It was too way too far past the point. At least we can say we're here because we're dissatisfied with the election of Donald J. Trump, and to which I would say and. And, and so what? I mean, what are you going to do now? But that's beside the point. I just think that it was just, I don't know. I think that, I think based on the number of women that I saw posting negative critiques of the march, I don't know what good it did. Because I, th- I saw more people against it than for it. Now granted, of course, that's my personal, you know, network of friends on Facebook, which I know is biased certainly in the direction of more conservative. I don't deny that, and I'm acknowledging it. But still, I don't know. I just thought it was, I just thought it, I don't think it, it advanced any causes. And that was sort of ultimately my point is I thought it was the lack of direction ultimately undercut its effectiveness. Would you at least agree with that? With, with
0: what? That the it's, last it's, thing it's lack I said. Of di- lack of direction undercut its effectiveness? Yes, just that sentence. Yeah, I mean, I guess I can't. I don't know. I would agree with it in the sense that I don't know what it what its effect was supposed to be. Thank you. So, thank you. So, I mean, I, I, thank you. I would agree with that.
1: Okay, you just made my entire point.
0: Well, yeah, it, it, I made your point in the sense that if if there was a specific outcome that these people were going for, it didn't achieve it because I didn't know what it was and you didn't know what it was, so it can't possibly have been the outcome. But if the outcome if the I am now the,
1: I am not literally curtsying and bowing to the audience.
0: <laughs> no, but you're not but, but you're missing the point which is that it, there the, the point that I was making before was that there are plenty of the the the, the idea of participating by assembly and grievance and, and airing of those grievances is a is a public display of political will that doesn't necessarily have to have a specific outcome to at its impetus. So it's not like, hey, if we can't agree with what we're what we're getting together about, we shouldn't get together. It has nothing to fucking do with that. It's well, more that so would be my
1: would be my view. If somebody said, hey, let's go down and let's go down in March, I'd say, why are we marching? And if they said, well, I don't I don't know, come on, it's a Come on. Uh, I probably wouldn't. Yeah,
0: well, that's exactly the point is that somebody probably said, We're going to go down in March because we fucking hate Donald Trump and we don't like him and he doesn't have our best interests in mind. And somebody in, um, in 2.5 million people, most of, many of whom were women, said, You know what? I agree. And then they all went out and did it. So, and so and then my- it, the, the, the fact that you don't understand it doesn't mean that it wasn't productive somehow or it didn't do something. I for agree the with that. I, that,
1: that I, don't, I don't dispute that. I'm not arguing that.
0: I'm I mean I don't sick. I don't fully understand why it took place the, the one that I have even I have less trouble understanding why the women's march took place than I do understanding why thousands of people decided to go to uh to airports out of nowhere and start protesting at airports without any Type of organization that pulled them there, if that makes sense. Like no, like, I agree. No, I like that, I, I have I have more trouble understanding that one, and I think that that one is arguably more pointed because they, we know exactly what the impetus of 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 them deciding to do that was. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah, but but yes, it does. But I, but I have a you know I have a counterpoint, which is. Where else would they go to protest that? I mean, to me, that there is logic. Even though I totally agree with your point, and I think it was ridiculous, I get the thinking. The thinking is, you know, immigration is being unfairly altered in this country. Where do we go to protest that? I think my first thought probably also would have been an airport just because it's the lowest hanging fruit.
0: Yeah, but there was no organization behind it. There was organization behind the women's march. I mean, there there was there were well, people who planned it, and there were people who messaged it on Facebook and created events and these kinds of things. None of that happened for the protests that took place at the airports. And I'm are not you saying sure about that, they, that. That they weren't worthwhile. I mean, I'm more sure about it than I am about uh, that about it not happening. I mean, I, well, I, I don't I, think that people. Uh, I don't. I, I mean, the women's march was planned for a while. And 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 people were aware of it for some time. Uh, I mean, the executive order was signed on Friday. Protests started happening on Saturday and Sunday. Right. I mean, All I'm
1: saying is, I'm not I'm not arguing with you. All I'm saying is, I don't know one way or the other. And I, I was just asking if you had like specific knowledge that. Oh, m- yeah. There were no. no...
0: I, I I mean, I don't have specific knowledge that there was no organization. But I mean, in today's world, you know, the term organization can is is a little more nebulous simply because that organization could have come together the Friday on fi- on social media, and in the next twenty you know 36 hours it could have it, there could have been a, some, yeah, some more right. structure wrapped around it yeah. but
1: yeah, I agree no, I agree, and you're right. I, I agree that I, 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 I I'm flummoxed by that, and also just the the you know the guy the fact that I saw a video of a guy getting knocked unconscious. And, I mean, it's just, it's crazy. Like, innocent people that had nothing to do with it. Imagine going to an airport. Imagine flying somewhere, landing, and walking out, and there's this crazy mob there that, uh, you know, that might feel threatening to you. And maybe if you disagreed with what they were there for, if you
0: said something we're not even disagreed. Just, just we're apathetic. <laughs> like, right. You know, exactly. Exactly. This is in fact, the, I almost of the, part of the weirdness of the that the that people like when I have I talk with you know liberals that i know here and some of them are like look man the black lives matter movement it's really not that bad and i'm like i see videos online of people being like do black lives matter to like some random person and they're like look i'm just trying to go to work and then they like attack him (laughs) like what the fuck right (laughs) that you know what i mean like it's not like those things are also not occurring i mean i'm aware of this you know right uh yeah.
1: So, so I want to make one more sort of a sub. Uh, this is a, a comment related to the women's march, and um, I was um, again in one of the one of the many conversations I've had about this topic, and I just threw in the middle of a thread of you know heated back and forth about the about the women's march, and I stumbled across a video of a um, I don't fully understand who they were, but there was a thirteen year old girl who went to the women's march and she was wearing a Trump t-shirt and she was there as far as i could tell in fact it was it was a school related activity that compelled her to do it so again i don't i'm not going to lie and say i know all the facts but she wasn't entirely there of her own volition like it was a school function of some sort so she goes And apparently was, you know, harassed and, you know, she wasn't physically assaulted. But she was was intimidated and yelled at and obscenities and all this other stuff. And so I posted this video of this girl and a couple of other people who I don't think were her parents. I'd I'd never fully grasped who they were. But it was them telling the story about what happened to her. And it was, you know, the whole point of it was a girl wearing a Trump T-shirt gets, you know, shouted down and basically thrown out of this march. Yeah. And so I post this video and I didn't, I don't even think I had a comment. It was just like, and then there's this. And this guy that I know who is a hardcore uh, liberal, he, his response was shame on the parents of that girl. So I responded with, why do you say that, Todd. And, and he was like, because
0: they, they let her go or something like that.
1: Yeah, they, 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 you know, they should have known better. And, in fact, he said something like, oh, come on, Mike. They should have known better. You, you had to know that, you know, uh, trolling, uh, trolling Hillary supporters was going to get that kind of a response. And I said, actually... No, I don't think that, and I thought it was a women's march, not a Hillary march, and you and I must live in very different worlds, and he never replied to that, but I was just so taken aback by his whole perspective, which is, you know, uh, well, first of all, doesn't, and I'm asking you straight up, doesn't his perspective imply a certain lack of self-control on the part of the people he envisioned at the march?
0: Um. Yeah. I. I mean. I. I, I would say. Isn't stress. that at least clear? Look. I mean. I. You know. In other news. Uh, what a. You know. A a, a. a. Michigan fan was assaulted at an Ohio State uh, game in Columbus or something but like that. But the
1: difference. But the difference is this. The it wasn't.
0: Look, man. It, I've mm-hmm. seen beer thrown in the face of a little girl wearing an Ohio State jersey on Ann Arbor's campus as she oh, was so as, as they were walking to the game. The, right. The, but the, the difference the, is the, the point. The, Look, I could easily see this argument flipping around the other way that is, uh, I could see you uh, defending quote-unquote human nature or something like that about how no, awful people no are in nope. the opposite circumstance.
1: No, no way. If that if the opposite happened, I would be just and, as and, critical. And by the way,
0: I'm not saying that that forgives anything that, that takes place. I no, I know. That that, I get your
1: point. I yeah. get your point. I'm saying no, I really truthfully wouldn't. If if I saw a Trump supporter punch a Hillary supporter who was truly being peaceful, I would be just as critical of that Trump supporter. I really would. Yeah. To me, there's just no basis. I just thought it was ridiculous because he, you know, he's, he's basically saying it's, you should have known those people were going to be vicious. But he's one of them. It just the hypocrisy in the whole thing—it just left me stupefied. Well, the, I mean, the, I truly. The,
0: the, the problem that I think that we have in this in this circumstance specifically is that the and what I think Trump is kind of bringing out is that I think first of all I think there's people who have real fears of Trump authoritarianism. Uh, and i mean you could you could say i don 't think that those are real things i don 't think those are those are things that are going to happen, but they believe it's very they they feel it very viscerally that there's a uh, they're they're very scared that Trump is making moves to try to be some kind of uh you know um, dictator yeah that's and, just crazy. Well, I mean, I I don't know if I don't know if it is in the sense that I mean there's yeah, the is. the media certainly portrays it as this, there's an undercurrent of like hey, this could maybe happen. And there right. are people who 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 are um, you know, who are old, you know, uh, you know, Soviet bloc people who have immigrated to the United States who are saying like this is kind of scary, it's reminding me of shit that's happened in uh you know, in the Eastern Europe and things like that, and so I mean, when you when those things are out in public, yeah, I don't, that's just I don't, insane. Well, I don't when it, when it's out, when those things are out in public, I don't think that it's uh, unreasonable to think that people have very real fears about it, and so there's that, but it's also mixed with this, I think. Uh, and this goes back to like our discussion on PC culture a little bit, and I don't want to have that again. But the point that is relevant from it here is that there's a lot of people who feel that they have they're they're morally in the right. They feel that they are they are genuinely have the have the high ground morally here, and they're justified in protecting that moral high ground because it it gives them a sense of I think I mean, personally I think it gives them a sense of righteous. Um, Sort of of righteous, uh, um, uh, of right. I guess I'm not really sure what the word I'm looking for there is, but they're, they're they're in a righteous position. What they're doing is correct, and the ends justify the means in that kind righteous of situation. Indignation. Yeah, righteous indignation, maybe, and that that can that is, I think, what leads to that. Coupled with, I think. Uh, the the power of 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 groups can lead to outcomes like that video of the guy getting punched at the airport, which I also saw, and was pretty horrified by. I mean, like that kind of shit. That's where that shit comes from. And again, ex- explaining not being excusing. Uh, I think that's I where that shit comes from. And uh, and and, it, it, and that's and that's the part of this that my feelings have not changed about, which is that. The, the problem with the left and the problem with the left in, in, these, in these protests with this girl that she mentioned and then uh, with the, certainly with this video of this guy getting punched at the airport is that the, they, f- they feel that they're above sort of moral scrutiny because they think that they occupy a position that is better on its face, that just by holding these beliefs, we're better people. And, that, and that's scary and wrong. That doesn't, however, undo the fact that the things that they're reacting to, I think, are also scary. And I mean, like, I'm I'm gonna admit it, I'm pretty scared by it. Like I'm not a I'm not a by fan what? of I'm not a, a fan of Trump. I'm pretty scared by the authoritarian fears that a lot of them also have. Like that I'm I'm not yeah, a fan I think that's of Trump. Crazy. Oh well, it's not it's not too crazy when people like Steve O'Bannon or pardon me, Steve Bannon are placed in the security Council, and the Joint chiefs of staff are removed I mean that shit's kind of weird, like this guy has access to all of that. I mean, there were reports potentially that that the uh, the executive order was essentially crafted by the two Stevens, and Trump had actually very little to do with it um, you know the
1: I think if the same level of analysis and scrutiny were paid to what Obama did it, it, it I don't have words for it, it the, the fact that the media looked the other way as he did the things that he did. And, and, and again, the, the, the real message in all of this, unfortunately, because it's so repetitive for us, is the me- whoever controls the media controls the masses. It's just the truth. And, you know, things that Obama did that the press didn't even cover. Um, or, or if they did, they did it in a way that didn't make it seem bad at all. Again, I don't want to get into the specifics because we've covered them all before, but I just think that uh, I feel badly. I feel badly for you personally because I have such confidence that Trump truly has our best interest at stake, and it feels wrong to many, including perhaps you, because it's just so different from what we're used to. And again, part of this is age-based because as one who's younger, you've only been... An, you know, you've only been an adult um, who concerned with such matters for, uh, you know, I mean, I can tell you that when I was 25 years old, I had very little awareness of politics. I'm not saying that's true for you. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying that it's not atypical for a 20-year-old to not be consumed with world politics. I think that's fairly normal. So when I look at you specifically and I think, well, how old are you? And I think, okay, so the t- the, the majority of your, uh your your political lifespan has taken place during the Obama administration. That's just a fact. It's not it's not good or bad, it's just a fact. So most of your context and most of the context of people of your age has been established by what you experienced during the Obama years. And so it's whether you're conscious of it or not, it's 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 just giving you a certain perspective. Again, not not good or bad, it just is. But what I have the benefit of merely by age, not because I'm smarter or anything like that. I've just been around longer and seen more things, is I have different contexts in which to view things. I can see, well, what it was like during the Reagan years or the Carter years or the Clinton years or the Bush years or the other Bush years. I have some frame of reference that you can't have unless you just live through it. You can read all the books you want to read and history books and you can be the smartest person in the world. But it's just the real-life experience of seeing the stories, watching things on TV, feeling what other people around you were feeling at certain times in history when certain things were happening. And so um, all that, I'm sure, comes off as, as much as I tried not for it to, it probably comes off as horribly condescending. It's not meant to, to that at all. It's meant to be just a fact of age, period. And so I think that with the context that you have, it's very easy for me to understand why you feel the way that you do. All I'm saying is that I just think it's really inaccurate. I think that we're going to see in the end that what Trump does... I mean, the man doesn't need any more fucking money. I mean, this is a thing that nobody seems to want to talk about, but it's like, you think he wants... think he's going to, like, leverage the presidency to make more money? He's already one of the richest guys on the planet. He doesn't fucking need money. I really, truly believe his entire motive is just on fixing... He has the same motives I do. If I were president, I'd be doing the same fucking shit he's doing. And this leads me to my final point I wanted to make, which relates to this, and it'll just be, you know, it'll be better for us to keep this in context um, on this podcast as opposed to including it in a different one, is I think you and I have talked about this before. Maybe we haven't. We may have discussed it, you know, like, not on a podcast. But... One of the things that Bill Clinton, or the Clintons, as I really think of it, did very effectively during his presidency was they basically committed a lot of crimes in a very short period of time. That's the the fastest way for me to articulate it. Mm -hmm. And I've said this over and over since then, that I thought it was genius because you can only be concerned with so many things if you're like an opponent of someone and you see them doing wrong things. Like you can only talk about so many things at once. And the more things you talk about, the more watered down your entire argument becomes. Are you with me so far? Yeah. Okay. So that's the foundation for the real point I'm making, which is Donald Trump is doing exactly the same thing, but he's doing it in a in what I view as a positive way. Now, I understand you may not view it that way, and others may not. But what he's done is he's just come on in this first week. I mean, be honest. Are you not shocked at how much shit he's done in one week?
0: Uh, I don't know if I'm shocked by it.
1: Really? Because yeah. I
0: am. I mean, he's... St- doing what he said he was going to do. I don't know if that's shocking. I mean... Well, no, no, no. That, not that. I don't... Not, no,
1: I agree with that point 100%. What I, My point, when I say shock, I don't mean he's doing different shit. I'm talking about just the sheer pace of it. The sheer speed at which he's doing things. I've never seen a president do this before. I've never seen a president do so many things in a week. And my point is... I think he's using the exact philosophy that I think the Clintons used in an evil way, which is hit him with so many different things at once, hit the opposition with so many different things at once, they become splintered in trying to react to it. I almost think that's by design.
0: I mean, maybe. Uh, I mean, he could be taking a page out of Putin's playbook over there. Um,
1: (laughs) or or, Or it could be just common sense that... Uh, when you know you have an opposition who's going to come at you uh, super aggressively on everything you do, I, I, this is exactly how I would do it. I would just do everything I could all at once because the, the, the enemy doesn't know what to focus on. They, they can only devote so many resources to any given topic. And if you give them five topics in a week... It's hard to react to that.
0: Well, I mean, I think uh, it just seems to me like the the, the topics this. I mean, I, I'm the only things I'm aware of this week that he's got going on are trying to get his uh, appointments through Congress, which it seems like he's gotten a you know has gotten not too much pushback from, uh, with the exception I think of a couple today, and then the signing of the executive order for the taking down of ACA which is complicated by the fact that uh, it sounds like republicans are confused as to exactly how they want that to go um the second is the signing of the executive order to want to proceed on the uh on the pipe pipeline and then the executive orders for both the ban and then also the uh the building of the wall um and i mean it's he signed all that stuff sure i don't i don't know if that's getting things done necessarily. I mean, I, su- I suppose it is. But, I mean, these are the things he said he was going to do, and I guess I'm not shocked at if he, he's basically just got to sign stuff to get them done, you know?
1: Uh, yeah, but, again, I would say, could you point me to any other example you've experienced in your lifetime where that much shit happened in a week, especially a first week? Yeah, it is exactly what he said he was going to do, but I thought he would kind of handle them one at a time over a period of time. Because that's just kind of what most people do in his position.
0: Well, I mean, again, so, I don't know if that's a virtue, because it, part of this is that, I mean, first of all, he's hit a majority disapproval rating in the first eight days he's been in office, which is a record in American history. And whether or not you think that the people who are reacting to him are, are wrong or ridiculous or whatever, that's what's happened. And I don't know that he's done himself any... F- right, because we can certainly rely on polls, can't I don't, we? I don't know if that's doing him any favors, uh, because those people are going to be calling their... I mean, there's people calling their... Cong- I mean, a lot of Congress people's websites have gone down from the amount of people who have reached out to them over this past weekend. And in addition to that, you have a number of, of prominent Republicans who are now beginning to split with him. Um, some of whom never really liked him, but are are now beginning to split with him and I think that that should this kind of thing continue, you may see more of that, which is I think going to be another problem for him because the Democrats are going to oppose him you know tooth and nail everywhere they possibly can and get away with it. But having a number of moderate Republicans who are, in, who are concerned with the way that he's going about doing business, I think, is not going to earn him any favors. And, I mean, those are people like the McCains of the world. I mean, I'm a, I, I love John McCain. Like, I, I'm a— Oh, I fucking hate his guts. See, I—he's—he—during—when I, 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 he, he ran against Obama, I never went to one Democratic uh, event. I went to two McCain events. Like I, I really, I really like that guy. I think he, I think he's. A, I did then.
1: I did like him then.
0: Well, I, the point is, is that that guy has a. He's got a lot of clout in a big constituency. And if I'm Paul Ryan, I'm probably concerned with that constituent of Republicans going, uh, going against me as Speaker and my silence on the on all of this stuff that's gone down in the last week. I mean, were Trump to sort of spread this out, it might have you know, I might not have gone so, so nuts all at one time. I mean, that's kind of the, I I suppose if I'm shocked, it's just that all this stuff happened and then there was a giant reaction to it. Um, I suppose if, if I'm shocked at any of that, that's, that's, I suppose what I'm shocked at.
1: Well, it's interesting because I can just tell from the tone of your comments that your opinion has changed, um, since the last time we really talked about such things. And, You know, personally, I'm disappointed by that, not because I'm telling you you're an idiot or anything like that. I'm just disappointed because I just don't think it's—I'm not saying you're making bad judgments. I'm saying you're reacting to information you're receiving in a logical way. Um, And I just think I question the veracity of some of that information. But again, this is just my opinion, and I'm sure you think I'm equally misguided. And I like when you and I have conflict in these conversations because nobody likes nobody likes to listen to a podcast that involves a, either one of become, us in general. We
0: just become a circle jerk, but, <laughs> right? Totally where we're agree. just saying,
1: "Oh yeah, he's a, he's awesome." Yeah, and this is again, this was this was a primary vision for this podcast from the start was for us to disagree. And I like the fact that we're having some disagreement here because I just think it's far more interesting to listen to. So. Um, but, but I did want to mention that last point because, uh, again, we don't agree on it completely, obviously, but I personally, just to make clear if it wasn't clear, my view is that I'm shocked by how much he's pushed forward in the first week when I think lots of presidents would still be just trying to fucking put their pajamas in the right drawer and uh, at the White House, and he's just signing shit and doing shit and, you know, I mean, he's just moving and shaking, again, whether you like it or hate it, you have to agree he's moving in
0: changing. Well, yeah, I would so, agree with that. I want to say I just want to say this because I want to be clear about it. Um, I think that uh, one of the things I've said a lot in the past is don't assign to conspiracy what can be explained by incompetence. I'm a big, a big fan of that statement.
1: Yes, you have said that a lot. Yeah,
0: and I, I think in this case, uh, at least with this the the ban, this is con- actually these are these are actually my feelings on it. Is that I think to myself the problems that we're seeing over the weekend about this have more to do with incompetence than they have to do with conspiracy. Like, I, I know a lot of... And, I'm, and I want to be also clear about the fact that I'm, I'm also genuinely frightened that there is some authoritarian streak in John, Donald Trump and that it's not about money, it's about the acquisition of power and the relevance that comes from it. I think that's what's important to him. And, and that does scare me. I think we live in a country with checks and balances, so there's some protection for that. It's accounted for. That's the idea behind the whole country. Um, so, I, And I don't necessarily think that those are his motives directly. It's just a fear that I have. But to return to the point, and the reason I'm bringing it up, is that I think that this is, you know, what occurred to me when this happened over the weekend is I thought this is a campaign promise, and he's fulfilling it. I think it's frightening. And if I'm a Muslim American, uh, I, I think I would be frightened, to be perfectly honest. Um, yeah, and again,
1: I have to say, please point to me anywhere in the executive order that says anything that could be supported. Well, I that haven't read it, said. so I can't
0: do that. But uh, but read I, it. I I'll do I'll me a favor it. and but read it. It doesn't matter. The point is, is that it's very frightening, and and that's and that's what's essentially taking place but but it, it but i'm, not, if, hold on, I'm not, if done it's not i'm not i'm not i'm real at this point
1: if it's not real how can it look, be I, frightening? look
0: who, who, it doesn't matter what the fucking words say in the sense that there are people being detained at airports that's really happening they're real people who are really muslim from right. real muslim that's nations. not what i'm
1: referring to what you just said was i'd be concerned if i were a muslim american and i'm saying support said, that i'd be frightened in those ag-
0: i'd be frightened if i was one
1: Okay, sorry, what did
0: I say? You said concerned. I would be frightened. And
1: okay, frightened. Even more support than I don't need Delta an point, executive
0: is- order with, with those words exactly to be frightened of, of, of something.
1: Well, if you don't need facts, yeah, fuck,
0: believe anything. Well, look, I'm, I'm not talking about, I'm, I'm talking about what Donald Trump has said on the campaign trail, and I'm talking about what he signed, and I'm <sighs> talking about the news reaction to it, and the actual facts of people being detained at airports. So if we're talking about facts, those are the facts that I'm talking about. I mean, uh, you're, but you're, I'm are, specifically you're referring are you to your those statement. Occurred? Are I'm just I'm, I'm questioning. You,
1: no, okay. I'm I'm stop dodging my point. My point is, you just said you'd be frightened if you were a Muslim American. I'm saying why? Because
0: people are detaining and Donald Trump said he's he's calling for a ban. So from, therefore, from, we can then extrapolate
1: that to. Okay. Well, again, that's the type of fucked up thinking it's not fucked up. that's these, those made are this. He said. It's totally those are fucked he said.
0: up. It's hundred percent fucked he said, up. And these are things that are happening. Those are not. It's, it's, it's not not happening. Like I, I, The point I'm getting to. You're connecting dots that are too far apart. No, I'm connecting them that are that are they're, they're not too far apart. They're months apart and they happen to have a very similar oh, they have a line that runs directly through them, which is Donald Trump said he's Donald J. Trump is calling for a ban on Muslims, uh, people from Muslim nations until our politicians can determine what the hell is going on. And he signs an executive order. People get detained at airports. Like, it's I'm 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 calling it as I see it. Uh-huh. If I'm one of these if I'm if I'm a Muslim American, I'm frightened by these things. The point of me bringing that up was to say this though. I'm not ready necessarily to assign this to 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 conspiracy and, and the people getting detained, and especially green card holders and American citizens who have dual citizenship, so, so quickly, as I am to say, I think that this is actually just incompetence. I think that this is, this is, a, this is an executive order that was poorly executed. And in the same way that when the ACA uh, Obamacare opened up online, everything went down. It's not a conspiracy. It's, a, it's, it's poor execution. I think that, that that's what I'm willing to assign it to, but if I'm but my point about being Muslim and being in concern if I'm Muslim American or frightened is the word that I used is uh, is I think stands. I mean, it's it, if I was if I'm one of them, I can certainly reasonably see why they 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 are frightened. Okay. Do you really not, I mean, do you really think that, and I'm asking this question sincerely, do you really think that they don't have a reason to be frightened?
1: Given what's reported in the media, I think they do have a reason to be frightened. My point is that those things aren't being accurately reported by the media. And it feels to me, just from things you've just said, that you've just fallen prey. I mean... One of the things that I thought you and I had sort of explored together and agreed on, I mean, I know it, this is true for me, is that I now question, with a great deal of scrutiny, everything being reported by anyone. Sure. Is that, is that accurate yeah, or I would, not? I
0: would I would agree that that's accurate.
1: And what it feels like to me, I'm hearing from you, is that you're falling prey to the very things that we have sought to expose. Because I just believe I'm not saying everything you said is wrong at all. I am saying there's a degree of... Hysteria is way too strong a term. I don't, I'm not using that term. I just don't have a better term. A degree of concern that is elevated and, and there's a certain level of, I believe, factual inaccuracy that causes one, whether it's you or not you, doesn't matter, it causes certainly some people to think wrong things. And that's what concerns me the most. We know how many people are out there who are spending all their time trying to make sure that Trump's presidency is a failure. And, and much of that isn't based on what he does or doesn't do. It's just their mm-hmm. mission. Would you at least yeah, agree, with agree with that? I would agree with that. Okay, I feel a little bit better now that you've admitted that. Because because I believe lots of what's being reported and said and, you know, and fears that are being drummed up, they're just not legitimate. They just aren't. And that's what concerns me the most is, you know, when Trump fucks up, I will be the first to admit it. I really will. And you you yourself said to me on this podcast and in real life, you said that That podcast that you created explaining why you were for Donald Trump was the most sober, objective, and balanced analysis of Trump you'd ever seen. Or I'd ever heard, rather,
0: but yeah, that's true.
1: All right, whatever. But my point is, it's not like I'm just sitting here saying, oh, my God, he's awesome. Oh, my God, he's incredible. Oh, my God, he's infallible. I'd never say that. But I'm very concerned about how much spin exists in our society right this moment in time that's causing people to think things that just they would not think if they really knew all the facts and had the misinformation removed from their brains and that that's that's frightening to me that's what concerns mm-hmm. me is the you know the death of and I know we agree on this the 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 death of for the most part objective mm-hmm. journalism in America and and That is a really serious Mm -hmm. thing. I mean, again, as evidenced by the reaction of the podcast we did. But I mean, that is a really, I can't think of too many things that are more dangerous to the health of a civilization than a a biased and and, and, uh, untruthful media. I think that's just, I mean, I think people should go to jail. I think people should face death penalty, and I'm really not kidding, for willful, willful People will misreport things accidentally all the time. I understand that. I have no issue with that. You mean
0: willful tampering of facts.
1: Yes. That, to me, is the biggest danger to our culture, our society of all. That's way worse than Obama. That's way worse than Trump in in the minds of the biggest Trump hater. People should be more concerned about... I mean, I just think people should want to know the truth. And, you know, in defense of people... It's really hard to figure out what it is these days.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, I, I will, I will, I think agree with your, with your statement there. I mean, and, and I, I want to, I think his, hysteria maybe isn't too strong a word, uh, to be perfectly honest. For some people, it's very accurate. well. I think, I, I think I was it's not. Yeah, it I, I think it's not too strong a word. Um, I don't think I'm hysterical. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I'm, I'm. It's frightening, you know. And it's, it's, it's frightening in the sense that. I think uh, you know, like you were saying. I guess maybe upon reflection, that it is a little shocking that I got so much done in a week, and that and that shock takes a minute, especially when you're used to. I think um you know an Obama, who I think has a, a more deliberate pace, at least with with my um, generation of people, to get used to things that are happening, especially if they're if they're sort of uh, not changing uh, the status quo so so quickly. Um, Right. And just and just to just to
1: agree with you and amplify what you just said. I just just this is just me really as an uncle speaking to a nephew. What you saw from Obama in terms of pace was very normal. That was, that was very typical uh in terms of how presidents did yeah. things. His pace was very textbook. Just again, just yeah. so you know.
0: I mean, and uh I mean, I remember the Bush years. Uh I remember the
1: Right. I'm so glad they're shaving now. I mean, isn't it awesome?
0: (laughs) That was the sequel to The Wonder Years, I remember, The Bush Years.
1: We have to end this on a more (laughs) upbeat note, because I really don't want to drive all the way to Chicago just to engage you physically, like, right now. I'm
0: tired. Oh, man. Uh, Well, no, I mean, I was going to grant you just that I think that hysteria isn't too strong a word, and... I think that um, I think that I I, I, I'm I'm willing to go and I'm willing to admit this too. I did not read the words of the executive order, Uh, and I will go do that and I'll maybe post it. And I really would
1: appreciate it. I really would appreciate it if you did. And I'm not saying that from the perspective of so you can fucking see the truth, dumbass. I really want you to read it because I'd like to discuss it with you privately because I truly don't fully grasp the whole thing because if i'm reading it the way that i read it the first time it's so much it is so radically mm. different than what's being reported that i truly am leaving room for me to be like really wrong about something because i cannot believe even with my really dim view of the the truthfulness of the media right now i still can't believe they would misreport it to the level it seems mm. they are therefore I must be missing mm. something.
0: Well, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go read it.
1: Whitehouse.gov. Yeah, check golf. it out. Yeah, and let's talk yeah. about it at some point. Otherwise, but, I actually think this was um, a good
0: talk. Uh, as 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 riled up as uh, I got you.
1: <laughs> yeah. No, it was. No, I don't. I'm serious. Me too. I mean, I. I this was again. This was a. Uh, this was part of the original vision that I had for this. Was for us to have some real, true. You know, sparks fly in some real disagreement, and it, you know, it. I think it. Uh, if I were listening to a podcast, I, again, I would rather hear some something like this than you know just getting along because of PC or whatever. But uh, yeah, no, I appreciate your perspectives, and uh, as always, I think that you bring you always bring something into these conversations that I hadn't considered, and you always move me at least a little, and sometimes you move me yeah. a lot. So you know, I well, can see I that. Will,
0: I'll say that it's, that's, that same thing is true. Is that I think that you 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 do a very good job of just like I said with the Trump um, who I'm voting for and why uh, you have you have very reasoned points and I think you are very you're you're, you're mostly grounded. Uh, yep. Mostly.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it causes <laughs> me to reflect. That's like saying you know you're kind well, of pretty. I, I
0: think this this well you know when you do the,
1: your makeup the, well you're
0: kind of attractive. The executive order is like a good example. It's like I'm you know there's all this freaking out about it, and I bet if you were to ask a handful of people what it really says, none of them would ever be able to tell you. So,
1: and that's the that's my point. That's what I'm trying to get people to. You know I just think take the time to read the. Di- it's not even that long. You can read it in ten minutes yeah. or less.
0: Oh, man. Wow. This has been an exciting episode.
1: It has. And uh, and if we ever have another one, we'll be sure to let you know when it is. <laughs> no. Thanks for listening. This has been... We're now an hour and 40 minutes into this, and, you know, who knows how much of my audio got cut out, so that'll make the show better. <laughs> the larger the percentage that we missed, the better for you, the listener. So, uh... Anyway, seriously, thank you for listening, and we will see you on our next episode of Unk View. Until then, if America still stands by then, we'll see you on Take the care. next episode.